Crasher, I think we got McGee on the line. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. He's I, apparently I, having beers. So we, here we are still working, and he's he's kicking back having beers. Well, and I gave him a little grief when I saw him in the media center Friday because he's wearing like a happy-ass baby blue shirt with a snappy tie for his ESPN gig. But we'll let it pass. At least he didn't have his happy-ass pink shirt on. Ryan McGee, you got a pink shirt on right now as you're drinking some solid cold beer? No, I have a I have a blue shirt on. It's just darker than the one I had on the other day. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, hey, listen, if the great Marty Smith says, let's go get a beer, I don't argue. I, I will ride Marty Smith's coattails until my career is over. I, I'm not above that. Yeah, but yeah. wait a minute. I don't even think Marty Smith was able to get Justin Boots this weekend, and he was dying for those. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I love Jimmy Johnson. I think he's awesome. And I think Chad Knauss is already, like, you know, if you, if you didn't already think so, you have to think now he's in that Dale Inman, you know, Leonard Wood, you know, Ray Everham echelon of crew chiefs. But, man, them with the hats sitting in, sitting in the media center doing the post-race, they look like two guys like lost, like stumbled into Gillies with like bad hats. <laughs> I was like, it just didn't, it just wasn't working. I don't know, there was something wrong with it. But anyhow, they they won the race. So the hell, what the hell does it matter that I care about their hats? And what? Jimmy's hat was list, lifted a little bit too high on his head. It did look it like he just kind of. It was a little high. St- that's the point. Yes. It was a little. It was a little. It was a little high. But you know what? He 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 could buy and sell me. Like tonight, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. I shouldn't criticize the guy's hat, but it was not. It wasn't a great look. Ryan McGee from ESPN and ESPN.com joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. Of course, hanging out at Texas Motor Speedway all weekend long. And Ryan McGee, our first segment, we kept talking about how we again are watching greatness in sports with Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canales. From your point of view, I mean, we're putting it up there with again the New England Patriots, the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Yankees. What these cats are doing. People should stop criticizing Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss and just sit back and enjoy what they're watching on the track. Well, there just comes a point where whether he's your driver or not, whether they're your team or not, no matter what the sport is, there just comes a point where you just have to recognize what you're watching. And what you, the where I take my cue is what I hear from other guys in the garage. And you know, if you're sitting in the media center with us all weekend, you heard Clint Boyer, and you heard Brad Keselowski, and you heard you know the guys that Casey Kane and the guys that are competing with the 48 for championship. There's a tone of reverence that they have when they talk about that team. It's not just them; it's everybody. But Roger Penske tonight, I interviewed Roger Penske on pit road. Hey, you know, gutsy performance, and they they swung for the fence and still finished second. And all this. And what Roger Pinsky kept talking about was, man, the 48 team, they're good, aren't they? Boy, they're the best. If you're going to win, you got to beat the best. And I got a story in ESPN Magazine this week. and, I asked, and I, The story is about Brad Keselowski not being rattled. Like, everybody keeps waiting on him to stumble and be rattled, and he's not. But he said, you know, this is what you want to do. When you're a kid and you're coming up, you want to compete with the best to win the championship. And he said, and the 48's the best. He goes, they're one of the greatest teams of all time. So, yeah, at some point, whether you hate them or not, you have to recognize it. And, and I'll say this, a big cheer went up tonight. It caught me off guard. When, when those guys were battling down the backstretch that last time and Jimmy took the lead, the cheer I wasn't ready for. I, in fact, when it went up, I thought he'd wrecked because of the way they reacted. But they just were reacting to greatness, and that's what they were looking at. Ryan McGee joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits from ESPN and ESPN.com. Statman, go ahead. 
All right, we've lost Stat Man. Crash, go ahead, Stat. There is a point of reference here. If you look at uh, the, the Patriots, you want to compare them to the Patriots. The Patriots were good for a couple of minutes, but they when's the last the last two Super Bowls they went to they lost. And <laughs> Jimmy Johnson five in a row and five of the last six has got a chance to win six out of seven. There's very few in any stick and ball sport who have done that. This is real pure world class Hall of Fame history. And uh, well, if you if you're right. again if you, it's, it's it's Yankees and it's Boston Celtics in the sixties. I mean you gotta go way back to, to find anybody that competes with this. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, again, like I said in the first segment, it's okay to be a Keslowski fan or a Hamlin fan or a Gordon fan or an Earnhardt fan, but you're not a NASCAR fan if, or even a racing fan if you can't enjoy what Johnson and Canals are doing. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing about it, too, is the championships are so unbelievable, but it even goes deeper than that. He's never had a bad year. Last year was the closest thing he's ever had to. Well, he finished, I think, sixth in points last year. First time he ever finished outside the top five in a decade. It's just from the time he walked in the door. And it's funny, too, because you guys remember, and, but when he and Ryan Newman came in together, all the hype was around Newman. Newman was going to be the guy. And Newman's had a great career, but he hasn't had Jimmy Johnson's career. And it's just, you know, there's a Mount Rushmore in every sport. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned in NASCAR – you know, it's not four heads, it's five. And, and, you know, it's the guys who were the greatest ever but also had influence off the racetrack, you know, good or bad. You know, just they, they galvanize the fans. And it's, you know, it's Lee Petty, it's Richard Petty, it's Dale Earnhardt, it's Jeff Gordon, and then the fifth guy on there is Jimmy Johnson because you just can't deny the championships. And, and, and Daryl Walter had the great quote. Daryl said, the great drivers have great years. And he said, but the legends have the eras. And he, you know, we're in the Jimmy Johnson era right now. Whether you want to hear it or not, it's just a fact. Ryan McGee from ESPN, ESPN.com, joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And, Ryan, there was a question thrown out on Twitter this weekend, and it was directed to you. It said, this has got to be asked. Is it easier to win a championship under the chase than the old format, especially using the same tracks? What's your take on that? No, I, I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, I think my response on Twitter was was that, you know, the things that you add up now are number one, you can't haul a big points lead into the fall anymore. You know, no matter who you are, if you're the points leader, when you come into the fall now, it vanishes. And you guys know, you know, one of the great people, people, motor racing fans love to remember the good old days better than they actually were. And I can tell you right now, most of my career until the chase came along. By the time we hit this race, for sure, with three races to go, certainly even with five, six, seven races to go, we already knew who the champion was going to be. And now that vanishes. That goes away. What you did during the summer is great, but you got to start back over again in the fall. And to me, the parity, the fact that Jimmy Johnson's done what he's done during this time where every weekend, legitimately, we got 20 guys that could win the race. Now, listen, I grew up in Rockingham, and I'm a Richard Petty fan. And I knew damn well when I went to Rockingham, there were only about three guys could win that race. Yep. Four guys. It was either going to be Kelly Arbor, it was going to be Bobby Allison, it was going to be David Pearson, it was going to be Richard Petty. That's how it was when I was a kid. Now when you go to the racetrack, yeah, we got guys that win four or five races a year, but we're having seasons where 15, 16, 17 guys are winning races. I mean, it's just 
to do what he's done in the era that he's done it is amazing. And the other thing, the myth of the races in the chase are set up for Jimmy Johnson. Whatever, right? Listen, they never changed the last ten races of the season before. So can we go back and argue that the way the schedule was set up helped Dale Earnhardt? No. He just was really good. And Jimmy Johnson's just really good. I don't think it would matter what the ten tracks are in the chase. I think Jimmy Johnson would do what he's doing anyway. I think the fans are – the only reason some people say that, I think, is because you are resetting the points for this chase. So even if you do come in with a huge lead in the points, everything's being reset. And, for instance, Tony Stewart last year, had it been on the old point system, would not have won that championship. He benefited from a reset. Yeah, and, and Carl, Edwards, Carl Edwards didn't. And it's just – but that's just it. It's just completely different now. Yeah, I've talked to Richard Petty about this. Richard Petty won seven championships – I think he did it under either four or five different point systems. I think you want to say his last four. Yeah, his last four came under the old point system, and then like three before that were three different points. He was like four different point systems over seven championships. And he said, wow. listen, you, what you have is what you have, and you're going to do what you have to do to win the championship. But it, it, isn't, it isn't rigged up for anybody. I mean, you know, when the chase first came out and you look at the tracks and you go, well, man, this, I, what I said was, man, this is just set up for Jeff Gordon. Look at these tracks. This is just set up for Jeff Gordon. He's going to crush people. He's never won a chase championship. And it's just, to me, the best guys are going to run great at every single race track. It's like the other complaint is, oh, man, the, the, the top ten every week during a chase, all it is is chase guys. Well, yeah, they're the best guys. <laughs> That's how it works. They run well everywhere. So, to, to me, it doesn't matter what the ten races are. And I, I like to see them mix it up each year. I've always said that. But, but to matter, it doesn't matter what they are. I, I think the best teams are going to run – the best anyway, and the 48 is the best. Ryan McGee from ESPN.com joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits in the Lucas Oil Studio. Statman, go ahead. Just talking about if the races are set up, um, Jimmy Johnson had a great, great uh, run at Martinsville, shortest track on the circuit. He had his great runs at Texas, one at Texas, one of the fastest racetracks on the circuit. He has an uh, average finish of fifth place at Phoenix, one of the weirdest tracks on the circuit. <laughs> so how are you How are you going to find a place that's set up for him? He, he's yeah. even done well recently in road course racing. So how are you going to find a place that's set, that's set up for him when every kind of track there is, he does well on it? Yeah, he's the best. That's how it works. I mean, and Brad Keselowski... His wins this year have taken place, what, on a research play track, on a short track, on a one-and-a-half-mile oval, on a one-mile oval. I mean, he's, his races, his wins have come on different tracks. And guess what? He's second in points. That's how it works. If you run the best on all the different racetracks, then you get to contend for a championship. That's just how it works. And the 48 is just, they're just there every single year, and everybody else seems to show up for a couple of years and vanish and then come back again. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, the best is the best. And, again, everybody in the garage says it. If you're going to win a chip, Clint Boyer said it on Friday. He joked about the whole, you know, uh, wish, wish Jimmy blow his knee out or whatever. So he, he, he said he hoped the hurricane had left New, uh, Jimmy in New York so it wouldn't make it down. He was joking. But his point was, and he said, if you're going to win the championship, you've got to beat the best. And he goes, in the 48, they're the best. And that's how you want to do it. You, you want to beat – just like you want to beat the Yankees in the World Series. You want to beat the Lakers in the NBA Finals. You know, you, you, you want to go up against the best so that nobody can argue. You know, I, I've talked to Clyde Drexler about this, and he said, man, you wanted to beat the Bulls so bad. And he goes, if you played whoever else, 
you'd still win the world title, but you really wanted to beat Michael Jordan and the Bulls because then you've really proven something. And that's how these guys feel about beating uh, Jimmy Johnson. Ryan McGee, has Jimmy Johnson surpassed the greatness of Jeff Gordon? You know, it's a great question. And I actually I had this conversation uh, with some other writers yesterday, and the numbers say yes. And the great question is always going to be, and I think Jeff Gordon asks himself this a lot, though he'd never admit it, which is, Man, if I hadn't hired the guy, yeah. <laughs> how many races would I have won or how many championships would I have won? But but I think that certainly if he wins the sixth, I don't think there's any argument. But, again, the greats have their eras, and Jeff Gordon kind of had his era. I, I hope Jeff wins another championship one day. I really do. I think he's one of the guys that changed the sport forever. But right now it's the Jimmy Johnson era, and, and uh, yeah, he, he's the best. Right. You know, it, it, I want to, well, I'm sorry, Kenny. I want to say one more thing. Uh, Ryan, maybe your opinion on this. People will say that Hendrick is the best equipment, but Jimmy Johnson's the only one that's winning regularly with it. Uh, Gordon's not. He's got championships. Casey Kane ended up in the wall today. Uh, Dale Jr. went almost 400 races without winning. So it can't be just just the equipment. Again, uh, Johnson is the best. This is his era, like you said. Well, He's, obviously, Chad Knauss is, is the best crew chief in the game right now. Obviously, Hendrick Motorsports, they are who they are. But, you know, I, I had this conversation with Ty Dillon, of all people, and it kind of fits because last night, you know, Danny Hamlin had his comments about Austin Dillon, about he got his ride because of his name and all that. But Ty, I remember Ty Dillon, after he'd, he'd wrecked Frank Kimmel somewhere in an ARCA race, and, and then he won the championship, and he pissed all these people off. And I remember I said to Ty, I go, what do you say? to people who say you just got your ride because, you know, your granddad's Richard Childress and Ty said, granddad didn't drive in race cars. <laughs> and the point was, was that you can put a guy in really nice equipment and he can buy his way into, we see in an open wheel all the time, guys can buy their way into, in, into really good equipment, but they still got to drive it and they still got to win with it. And at the end of the day, Jimmy Johnson's the one with his hands on the steering wheel and he's the one that was out there hip checking the two car and that crazy finish that we had tonight. And so, in the end, uh, it's about a lot of things, but but if the driver's not in the cockpit, none of that other stuff matters. What do you think about well, – do we have time, Kenny, for one more? It's got to be real quick, Stat. What do you think about those who say that uh, Canals is the best cheater out there? Hey, it goes back to Smokey Eunuch. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And, and it's not cheating. There's only really only three ways you cheat. That's what fuel, tires, and big engines. And if Chad Knauss is finding gray, gray, you know, gray areas in the rule book, he's finding gray areas in the rule book. And, you know, all the greats have been busted. And that just means that all the greats were trying to push the envelope. And, and if I'm a race car driver, I want my crew chief to be pushing the envelope as hard as he can push it. It's what Dale Emmett did. It's what the Wood Brothers did. You know, it's what Junior Johnson did. It's hard for me to argue with those guys. Do you think pretty much a majority of the crew chiefs in the garage – have some form of cheating under the belt? Yeah, there's no question about it. And, you know, cheating is a weird word in our sport. But, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're not pushing the rule book as hard as you can push it, then, then you're not trying. I mean, history says you're not going to win races and you certainly aren't going to win championships unless you're willing to put it out on the edge, just like the driver puts that car on the edge on the racetrack. And, yeah, if I'm a driver, I, w- I want my crew chief to get busted every now and then because now I know he's out there doing he, he's, he's trying. He's doing everything he can, so I'm going to do everything I can. 
<laughs> All right, Freak Nation, follow him on Twitter, of course, at ESPN or ESPN.com. We always enjoy it when we get Ryan McGee here in the Freak Nation. Man, thanks for staying up late and coming to the Freak Nation. Maybe we'll get you back in here within the last two years and maybe a little, little recap on 2012, dude. Yeah, I see how it is. I just got to grab Gladys in the media center and bitch about not being on for two years, and now I'm on that tonight, so there it worked out great. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then 17 people got to be on the damn air because everybody likes to grab Crash Gladys. Easy. That's right. Well, and you know what? Next time I'm going to wear a pink shirt just for you. When I come back in April, I'm going to be sporting the John Kernan RPM Tonight pink shirt just for you, big man. You going to be in Phoenix? I uh, will not be in Phoenix, but I'll be at Homestead. I got to go home and reintroduce myself to my family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that. All right, McGee, thanks for staying up late. Coming to the Freak Nation, man. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right, Ryan McGee joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pitch.